Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Today we maliciously use the law to our advantage with some compliance. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, want someone else to do my job? Okay, I'll get someone else to do your job. I work as third-level support for a company that develops and provides software for a business area that's quite heavily regulated. A lot of our development efforts go to just keeping up with new and changing laws. Also, the software, while being mainly used for one purpose, usually in one way or the other, gets used throughout the whole company using it. So with bigger companies, they sometimes have multiple departments, each only supporting parts of the software in-house. Basically, each department of the company having their own in-house tech support for our software. So with this one customer, they have one main support team, containing but not led by the CTO of the company, for our software, and each department has their own sub-team, who answer to the head of the main team. As always, New Year's had brought new laws and regulations. Especially in one department, an up-to-now optional feature became mandatory by law starting January 1st, 2023. Mind you, the information about the new law was public February 2022, and our software supports this feature since the middle of 21. So, enough time to configure, test, and move to production with it, right? Unfortunately, as it's an extremely technical topic, I'm currently the only person in our company's support team with in-depth knowledge. We're working on changing that, but not everyone who works in support has a background deeply rooted in software development, so it takes time. Well, starting January, this one sub-department, basically a one-man show, as it's a rather small department at the customer, started sending support tickets. This isn't working with the new feature. That isn't working with the new feature, and so on. Seven tickets total, all highest priority because it's an error message and we're legally required to use it. Each and every one of the tickets, I answered them the exact same passage of the manual where they could read up on that exact error message, explaining how it's a missing configuration on their end and exactly with screenshots what to configure. These configurations are not part of any kind of support plan we offer. So, work on these tickets is a pay-by-hour thing for the company. Never got any reply to them, so I considered them done with that. Well, I guessed wrong. I got another highest priority support ticket today stating it's not working. Obviously, I asked if the configurations I sent over and the other tickets have been done, to which I get the reply, how should they know? They're just back from a multi-week vacation. I politely replied that he should check those configurations and to not cost them unnecessary money. I would hold off on working on that ticket until he checked them. The reply I received to that basically stated that he found it very audacious that there are now 8 open highest priority requests about that topic, and the company I worked at haven't moved a finger in the month since they were submitted and that he demands I hand over those tickets to someone else in our support team who actually wants to do our job, or he'll escalate the issue to the main team. Now, you should know that this customer is one of our biggest clients. 
so their requests inherently get slightly higher priority on our side and also we know what they generally, with a few black sheep obviously, have a very good in-house team. So the team is pretty liberal at routing their technical requests through to me. Because of that, I get to work a lot with their main team, who handles those technical issues and the bigger the installation, the more troublesome. They enjoy working with me so much that for the past half year or so, we've been on a first name basis when communicating, including the CTO, and information that obviously hadn't reached this poor soul yet. So to spare him the work of escalating the issue, according to process, I wrote a formal escalation mail, using first names, petty, I know, to the lead of their main team, as well as my team lead CCing the guy from the sub-team, informing them about all the highest priority tickets, including detailed information since when the feature is available, when the information about it becoming mandatory by law was publicized and when it became mandatory, compiling the answers from all the tickets into one and also sending an official detailed by ticket offer with which they could purchase service from us to do those configurations for them. I also included a letter from our legal team that every customer had received about half a year ago that we were not liable for any damages they incur by not testing the feature before the legal date. About an hour later, I got a formal answer from one of their main team that the configurations I sent have been implemented and every issue has been resolved. The feature works as intended, thanking me for bringing to their attention that they were behind on that topic, followed half a minute later by an informal mail informing me that I don't need to worry. The next person to submit tickets on behalf of that one-person department should be much more professional. And the moral of the story, don't try to threaten with authority you don't have. When you go out of your way to try to make sure that you do everything possible to save these people and tell them exactly how to solve their solution on their own, there's not much more that you can do when they fail to be self-starters and instead just get angrier and angrier that, I don't know, you don't do it for free for them basically. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is teach them how to do your job. Okay, boss. So this happened a good 15 years ago, and another story just reminded me of it. To keep it short, 15 years ago and some change, I worked for a local computer programming company that made automation software. Our company got bought out by a bigger national company, and after the dust settled, corporate decided they were going to send a liaison down to our local office to learn how you do things to be a better bridge between offices aka hey new hires teach our guy how to do your job so we can let three-fourths of you go before the next quarter none of us were happy about that but our new corporate overlords had spoken a month or so later here's our liaison fellow all ready to go so show me the interface he said oh that's when we all stopped looked at each other and grinned for you see the reason it took us so long to bring new people up to speed is that we didn't configure new projects. Configure in this corporate speak meant go check off the boxes in an interface until it does what you want. No, my good friends, we coded everything by hand. Our main program accepted straight up visual basic files, not even scripts, full on files. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And our new friend here was not a programmer at all. The guy didn't know a for loop from a bubble sort. So as we were instructed, we started walking him through our code. Here's our X policy, it's the most common one we use, and is about 1500 lines of code in its base form. They say, didn't you say you guys say you have some default policies you worked from? We say, oh yeah, but they end up being more trouble trying to customize than it is to just write the entire thing from scratch. So up here's where we're declaring our global variables. To our friend's credit, he tried. Oh, he tried for days. And every time we thought he was about to figure something out, we intentionally switched him up to an even worse one. We hired requiring a computer science degree, six months of on-site gearing up, and another six months of shadowing before we would let anyone handle a project on their own. This poor guy got the full year's worth of training in a week. To his credit, on his last day he flat out told us he was sent down to learn how to replace us but that he was going to tell them that we were doing a great job, and if anything, our timeframes were surprisingly short given what we were doing. We ran that department for a good five years before the inevitable revolving door of upper management decided to bring in a new, easier-to-use suite. People are still kvetching about, Man, I miss X. It could have done this in half the time. And instead of a five-man team upkeeping everything, we have multiple departments that still can't manage to fix a broken image link in the new stuff ten years later. This just shows that management is so out of touch with any of the work anybody underneath them is doing. And it's kind of concerning, they don't seem to realize that. I mean, how are you the managers of a job that you yourself can't at least help in initiating a new employee? Our next story is no open boxes on the floor. Sure, no problem. I have two jobs and the story takes place at my second part-time, which used to be full-time until I got this new job. So I was working as a manager and stock controller of a big sports club in my city. This specific club has no owners per se since it's technically an NPO, but there are multiple levels of management. Directly above me is our GM who's supposed to handle the everyday running of the club. However, he's never in his life worked in a bar environment before, so he knows absolutely nothing about how bars function. In the back of our bar, we have a storeroom in which all of our excess booze is kept, but the shelves in the storeroom were built poorly and were not strong at all, thus we never really fully unpacked the boxes of spirits since we knew the shelves were not strong enough to hold all of the liquor. 
One day, our GM goes into the storeroom and sees these boxes. All packed neatly, might I add, since I'd gotten the bar staff to tidy the storeroom the night before, and has an absolute cadenza going on a rant about how untidy it is and unacceptable it is that I allow the staff to keep the area like this, and insists that any unsealed box of liquor is to be fully unpacked and put onto the shelves. I explained the situation to him and asked him to organize new shelves or strengthen the existing ones. Nothing was done and I left the storeroom as is. A week later, a snotty email was sent to myself and the other managers about the state of the storeroom, to which we all responded explaining the issue with the shelves. Again, nothing was done, yet he kept insisting we unpack all the boxes. Cue the malicious compliance. I was working one quiet weeknight after he chewed me out again over the storeroom and was feeling extra petty that day, so I left the bartenders behind the bar and went to work on the storeroom unpacking every single open box of booze we had and organizing it on these terrible shelves. I must say it did look very nice and neat, that was until the shelves collapsed before my eyes. Every bottle I had neatly arranged on them came crashing down. My petty showed even more because I left the mess in the storeroom for him to find and deal with the next morning. He demanded an explanation, to which I explained we all told him this would happen, but he still insisted on it being done. We got new shelves that week, and no one got in trouble for the broken bottles. 100% this is exactly what I would do in the same situation. If I told my boss, hey, I don't think these are going to be able to hold all of this, and they say, essentially, I don't pay you to ask questions, just do it, well, I'll do it, and I'll make sure to let them know I wasn't responsible for the outcome because I warned them. Maybe it's worth trying to get it in writing, but probably the boss wouldn't want to do that either. This next story is... Boss says the time reported by the punch system is law. Watch me use the law to my advantage. Eight or nine years ago, I was a baker at a popular fast food chain in my country. I've always been a model employee, so one day I was surprised the manager asked me into her office. She reprimanded me because I'd taken a 45-minute, instead of 30, break one day the previous week. I remembered that day, and indeed I had taken more than 30 minutes. 31 minutes to be exact, and that was because on my way back, someone had a concern that I took the time to resolve. I explained that to her, but she was adamant that the system rounded to the nearest 15 minutes, and that if it said 45 minutes, there was no way I could have only have been one minute late. She made it clear that it was my fault and that the punch system is law since it can't lie. On my next shift, I looked into it. On the punch system, there's a way to see at what time you punched. I realized that the punch system was not rounding the amount of time you worked or were on break, but rather the time at which you punched. What happened that day was that I punched out at 10.22, rounding to 10.15, and got back 31 minutes later at 10.53, rounding to 11, hence the 45 minutes break. Now in my position, I had the luxury of choosing when to go on break as long as they didn't run out of anything during that time. From that day till the day I switched jobs a few months later, I made sure to go on break just after the cutoff and back just before the next one. For instance, punching out at 10.08, rounding to 10.15, and back in at 10.52, rounding to 10.45. I thus ended up with a 44-minute break that according to the system was only 30 minutes long. 
One time, a supervisor told me that it seemed like I was gone for a bit longer than usual. I replied that she saw me punching in and out, and that she could go confirm in the system if she wanted to. Never heard from them after that. The manager was also under the impression that the system rounded the amount of break time to the nearest 15 minutes, not the ins and outs. That's also what they tell during recruitment, hence why I initially thought that's how it worked. The supervisor who noticed was a part-timer, not the same person as the manager. I also don't think they actually cared, just found it strange. Before leaving, I did share the trick with a few coworkers, but since cashiers have a supervisor that coordinate break time, they can't really be late. For them, one minute late is actually noticed by someone, let alone 14. I just don't understand, I mean, I guess these are archaic systems that were installed a long time ago, I would assume. But I don't understand why any employer uses a system that does any kind of rounding up or rounding down. Maybe it just makes it easier to track, I guess? I don't know. But like, not only does it have the ability to screw over your employees, your employees very often, from stories like this, can screw you over by stealing time from you. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.